Welcome into this week's recruiting breakdown. My name is Jerry Hamilton, joined by Justin Wells, always of On Three and Inside Texas. Uh, that is a Texas Rangers hat with UT colors on it, though, right, Justin? Is that what we got on today? That is correct. That is correct. I'm you took 40. a little heat for the red Texas Rangers hat. It was like, it was, what is just a Texas Tech fan? You took a little heat on that on the comments section and the. Live. I took one on the chin. I took right. one on the chin. The <laughs> assumption, you know, the fact that people would assume I would wear a Texas Tech hat <laughs> that that disappointed me. So you know what I did? I went Texas Rangers, Texas Longhorns. There you go. And then repping the inside Texas, topping the market. So, there you so go. There's no no misunderstandings today, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> got your phone in hand as I do, which we have to because this never, know when, never know when we have to hit pause on these things for a couple of minutes right now. Uh, but today on the recruiting breakdown, we're going to talk about, yes, the four or five star prospects at the top of the Texas board. We're going to yeah. go over those guys. We're going to hit on a little bit, three 2025s to kind of know, and we may talk about two or three others. Uh, but that's pretty much going to cover our recruiting breakdown show today. Um, again, first, want to take a minute for our sponsor of the recruiting breakdown. That is Chase Yarborough of Goosehead Insurance. There are hundreds of insurance providers out there to choose from, but Chase and his team have vetted the very best. They select in only insurance companies that deserve your business for home, auto, life, flood, and umbrella policies. With rates continuing to be on the rise across the state of Texas, why not make one phone call and allow Chase to shop for you? Goosehead is the largest independent brokerage in the state of Texas, bar none. Contact Chase at chase.yarborough at goosehead.com or give him a call at 325-261-7127. Again, thank you to Chase Yarborough of Goosehead Insurance for being the sponsor of the recruiting breakdown. All right, Justin, let's start with Ryan Wingo because that was the big news yesterday. Uh, you, Yourself and Eric and then myself, I put out a, a, on the five-star report from the four or five stars on Inside Texas yesterday. Um, I'll let you what, bring what you have the latest to Ryan we, on Ryan Wingo, and then we'll kind of get in the discussion about it. 10-4. Yeah, there's been a little buzz around Mr. Wingo, the uh, e, uh, St. Louis University product. Um, you know, he was adamant last month, Justin, I'm waiting until December 20th. I'm waiting until December We've never 20th. heard that before, never. <laughs> I never hear that. And as soon as I tell Jerry that, Jerry goes, yeah, we'll see. Every single time. I caught up with, uh, actually caught up with Ryan's head coach, Adam Cruz, and his father, Ronnie Wingo, yesterday afternoon. Um, yeah, I don't think this is going to December, Jerry. I think this is a decision that might be around the corner pretty quick. Um, right now, I can tell you that Texas is in a great spot. I think they've, they've done a tremendous job. Uh, Ryan's father, Ronnie uh, Sr., really talked about how much Chris Jackson and Steve Sarkeesian and these guys have put in a, a full-court effort. They've really built a strong relationship. They've made Ryan feel at home. They've made him feel like he has a spot that, that's only there for him. They've gotten really close. Um, but there's, a, there's some Missouri buzz as well, and the Mizzou buzz is something you need to watch. Uh, they landed in the big-time defensive lineman yesterday and Williams now you want to say his last name? Nawanari? No, I don't either, so go ahead. <laughs> okay, well, nobody from East Texas should be allowed to say that name either. Um, he, he committed yesterday, big five-star defensive lineman from Mizzou. And so they've got some momentum now. Ryan had, had popped in there, I believe, um, in late July just to kind of stop in and say hi. And, and he's got connections to that school. People need to understand that. So what we've seen is a small shift. 
where Tennessee was kind of a perceived, not so much leader, but felt like they had done the best job to this point. They're still in the mix. Michigan and Georgia are still throwing out lures. They're trying to see what they can catch. But right now, this looks like a Texas-Missouri battle. And the Tigers, they have some they have some real in-state momentum right now. And so the biggest story is he's not going to wait until December 20th. This decision is going to probably happen pretty soon. And I think Texas and, and Mizzou and these other schools are trying to position themselves best for when he does pop that answer. Yeah, and let's get into a couple of things with that. Williams, uh, Nuaneri, the, the interesting thing about him, and I took my best shot at it. We were talking about this on the live stream with Bobby this morning. What's interesting about that is this. That creates momentum for Missouri. But that also means they got a five-star on the books in in the class. Does that give cover for Ryan Wingo to not go to Missouri? That's the question. But let's talk about why Missouri is positioned better now. And that was the, uh, I guess, legislation uh, inside the state. That as of August 1, a prospect in the state of Missouri, um, if they sign financial aid agreement, that's different from letter of intent. You cannot sign a letter of intent until you graduate from high school so that December graduates can sign those in December um, or, you know, the regular high school prospects. They have the signing day in December or February, not graduate from high school, but turns uh, for the national letter of intent. But for scholarship aid. You can sign that now in the state of Missouri as of August 1. That means you can collect off your name, image, and likeness. Now, what that does is puts pressure on some kids to stay in state and go to Missouri, especially the highly ranked guys, because naturally somebody asked on the live stream, well, doesn't that mean you could sign a, a, a scholarship aid agreement with Texas? Sure it does, but uh, what are the chances the NIL, NIL opportunities in St. Louis – are going to be the same for a top five-star prospect in Missouri yeah. as a senior in high school. That That's where this is all headed. Um, it's actually pretty smart. It's a way to fight and try to keep your top guys in state. But the, the, the question, Justin, and we're just kind of spitballing here, but it's an important topic because Ryan Wingo is one of the best receivers in the country. And this is the first recruitment Texas has been in with this legislation. George, everybody just went through it with Williams, Nolan, Ari. Texas is now in it with Ryan Wingo is how big do you perceive that to be and how would Texas fight that? Okay. I, you know, I, with the five stars, with the elite guys, NIL is, is going to be a factor. It's not going going to be the end all, but it's a data point worth noting. I, I think after catching up with a couple of people yesterday close to Ryan, NIL is in the mix, but I don't feel like it's the same. I don't feel like it's the emphasis. It isn't others. Here's what I was told. Ryan's going to get paid no matter where he goes. So the money isn't, it's not so much the, the money as it is. He's going to find a comfort school because he's going to make some coin no matter where he chooses. And I thought that was a pretty, pretty smart uh, observation. It's like, look, Ryan understands where, what he's dealing with right now, and, and and so I think for him, Texas has proven they'll they'll go they'll go back to back with, with with this stuff with NIL. They'll go and especially kids they want prioritize. They understand the Colin Simmons, 
the Kobe Blacks, the Brandon Bakers, the Ryan Wingos. They understand those conversations have to happen. But I do think it gives Missouri somewhat of an advantage, at least an early advantage. Yes. At least it keeps their foot in the door. Remember, when I went to see him, Missouri was one of the schools we spoke about. And I said, you know, he had some ties there. He had some family members that went there. He had some buddies that played there. So there was comfortability. I said, so Missouri's a school you could easily stay home. He goes, yeah, but I think I want to spread my wings. Granted, that was that was a couple months ago, and, right. and, and kids change. But I don't. I know NIL is going to be a factor. I just don't think it's in the top two or three because, like like my source said, Ryan's going to get paid no matter where he goes. I think it's him finding the most comfortable spot. And from the Texas side, I want to make sure we're clear on this from the Texas side. Steve Sarkeesian's done a great job in this recruitment with Wingo and his family. Much you would if Wingo picks Texas, you'll hear a lot of similar things to what Colin Simmons' mom Monica said about Sarkeesian and the recruiting process. Uh, the other thing is Chris Jackson. Obviously, through that coaching change, now Chris Jackson on board's done a good job developing a strong relationship. There's the Arch Manning part of this, Justin. You brought up spreading your wings, and I, I talked when I talked to Ryan when he was setting up that Texas official visit, I thought something that was interesting to me, it, 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 he said this, and we started saying this on uh, Inside Texas and on Texas Football, the YouTube channel here that you're listening watching right now, is that he said, you know, thing I like about Austin is I can get away from being a football player at the University of Texas. It's big enough. And I said, ooh, well, that's what Arch Manning used to say. And then Arch Manning was his host on the official visit. So my whole way, what I'm trying to get, the point I'm trying to get across is I think Steve Sarkeesian's had a pretty good beat on what's important in this recruitment for a while. Um, and so does that mean Texas is going to beat Missouri? No, it doesn't. Do Justin and I think Texas has a legitimate chance? Yes, we do. Um, that's where we'll end the Ryan Wingo conversation. Let's move on. Uh, let's hit Brandon Baker real quick. Then I'll lead you into Kobe Black. Then we'll come back and I'll talk about Dominic McKinley. So Brandon Baker, the latest on that, received a little intel yesterday that was on Inside Texas as part of our five-star update. Um, you know, one source thinks it's Texas-Oregon as the top two. Another source thinks more Texas-Ohio State. So there's a little split there. But the Oregon, from the Oregon side, they think the uh, new offensive line coach who was hired in February 2023 has started to alleviate some of the concerns maybe that Brandon Baker had because his brother being there went through a lot of offensive line coaching change. And I think that became a concern for that family um, at one point. So we'll note that was why Oregon had a huge lead. He's been there so many times with his brother playing there. They're going to have a huge lead in the RPM machine. He still hasn't taken an official there. He took officials to Texas, Georgia, and Ohio State. He has an official scheduled in Nebraska on the 16th. Texas is trying to get him in on the 30, 30th. We'll see. The other interesting thing was his schedule, the modern day schedule, and the Oregon home game schedule, they don't match up until November. So it doesn't look like he's going to be on campus in Eugene for a, a while this year. Now, maybe he does, like, right? But there's road games for modern day. They go to Maryland to play St. Francis. Then Saturday, Oregon has a home game. So there's some things there from a scheduling standpoint that are going to be tough for Baker and Oregon uh, just from trying to fit all that together right now. Uh, but we'll see if Texas gets them back on campus. I think Texas, again, these four or five stars we're talking about here, Wingo, Baker, 
Dominant McKinley, Kobe Black. I'm going to let Justin get in the Kobe Black next. But we think Texas in the top two for all these guys. And we think they're one of three schools that are really battling for these kids right now. Uh, so, Justin, let's move to Kobe Black. Obviously, um, Texas leads the uh, last place finisher in the SEC West in 2022 right now of the in-state schools. Uh, but what's the latest you have on Kobe Black? Yeah. Um, so, similar to Ryan Wingo, he tell, Kobe Black tells me, I want to wait. I want to make a decision. I'm not in any hurry to make a decision. I, I you know, I, I still – and the thing with Kobe, too, everyone's different. Kobe, you know, even talking to Kobe and, and his family, there, there was a sense Kobe's kind of known where he's wanted to go for the last few months, and he's basically just, bit, you know, going through throughout the process, kind of, you know, make just the making sure part of it. And he still wants to see some gains. No matter what this kid does, if he does something next week, if he does something in three months – he still wants to go to LSU for a game. He still wants to go to Oregon for a game. But for Kobe, this is going to come down to Texas, Texas A&M. This is going to come down to in-state powers. Both those schools just happen to have built the best relationships with, with Kobe and his family, too. Both the, the, Those were the two places he hit in late July on that Friday and Saturday when the dead period was lifted. Now we're hearing Kobe Black might be getting a little bit closer to a decision. Um this one's going to be interesting because I think Texas still has the momentum. I, I, I think Texas, I think in the, in the household, the family would be happy with either one. But when they took that trip in late July, Kobe's dad, Keith, went with him to Texas to hang out with Sark and Coach Joseph. And they've become closer. That You know, Mr. Black really likes the Texas staff. They, they've really clicked. Kobe has a lot of friends on that team. Jelani McDonald is constantly in his ear. Trey Wisner is reminding him that they can reunite and have a, have a good time. Kobe is comfortable in Austin. That's the thing I've noticed. The difference in that in Texas A&M, not that he wouldn't be comfortable in College Station. There's just a familiarity in Austin. And, I've, and, and, and I feel like he's felt that since that first junior day. Because you'll remember, we went to go see him in early January when Jelani McDonald and all that was going on, went to see him play basketball. And Kobe was kind of, yeah, I'm talking to Texas, but I'm really talking to Oregon and AM and LSU. Texas made up some major ground this spring to the point they put out a, a PowerPoint plan of exactly every spot he's going to be at for the next four years. Ryan Watts leaves. He can fill into that field corner spot. He'd be an early impact kid, especially at 6'2", 200 pounds. End of the day, Jerry, Kobe Black may not wait until mid-October for a decision. Kobe Black might know where he wants to go and, and might do something, you know, here in the in the next few weeks, maybe the next month. All I know is here's the consistent, here's the consistent factor. If I go see a player and he tells me he's gonna wait, go the other way. <laughs> I got a streak going right now. And Kobe may very well wait until mid-October, December, you know, November time, you know, around that range, get to go see some games. But I think Kobe might want to find a spot a little sooner than that. He's an early enrollee. He's got five months left of high school. His family's explained to him, hey, if you get this out of the way, you can kind of enjoy yourself the rest of the time. I like my RPM on Kobe Black. I've liked it for three months, and I'm not changing it. Same here. Uh, now let's talk about Dominic McKinley a little bit. Five-star defensive lineman out of Acadiana High in Lafayette. Um, 6'5", 280. Physically reminds me, everybody, of Alfred Collins. Um, seeing him in person, 
watching the tape, both seeing both in person in high school, very similar. But Texas fans want to hear about the recruitment of the five-star. Here's the latest on that. He's announcing September 1st. This week, I was heard it was a cooling off period. So not really talking to college coaches this week, kind of sitting back as a family, talking about this upcoming decision, getting through this first week of school, um, really getting into why they want to make this decision early to enjoy your senior year and school and academics is very important. And there's a focus there. He has a younger brother, Darius, which also factors in the recruiting process. He's a sophomore. School is important in this family. His mom is entering her 24th year in education. She's a former teacher that's now over a lot of teachers in Lafayette. Uh, so academics, start a school year, that's always important. That's important in this recruitment. Um, Dominic wants to major in engineering. Um, so everybody's like, oh, that checks a lot of boxes for Texas. It does. But I mean, here's what I'll tell you about Dominic's recruitment. Sometimes relationships is a talking point, and that always matters. But sometimes it's really real. And with Dominic, I have a feeling from who I've talked, from the people I've talked to, it's really real. Um, so Bo Davis done a really good job. Todd Bates done a very good, very yeah. good job. And Larry Johnson has Ohio State is maybe the sleeper. I just don't see him going that far from home. I've been surprised before. I just, you know, even if Dominic sat on the couch and said, Mom, I want to go to Ohio State, I'm not sure he'd get the answer he wanted on that. So we'll see in time there. Uh, but I think, again, we've talked about these five-star recruitments. Texas in the top two or one of three in all these. They have a legitimate chance. This one's coming down to the wire on September 1st. I think it's Texas, Oklahoma, Ohio State. I think LSU, I'd be surprised if they're to pick on September 1. And in the last two or three weeks, a has more been more wondering where they're at, and that's never a good sign. Good point. Um, so I'd be surprised if AM is the pick there, too. I think this is really coming down to Texas OU. And it and maybe Ohio State's a sleeper, but I just I'll be surprised on that. Um, I think driving distance also helps Texas from Lafayette with a younger brother that's going to be playing high school football on Friday nights. How do you get to see Dominic on Saturday? Drive versus fly. I mean, there's a lot of things coming into play in this recruitment. Texas has a legit shot. Neither one of us have put in RPMs unless Justin did like uh 19 minutes ago, but neither one of us have put in RPMs because here's the word Dominic's different. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. He beats to his own drummer. He's in his own lane in the recruiting process. He's not the guy in the text threads. He's not the guy on social media. No. He no. and his mom and family are in their own lane in this recruitment. And for that, it makes it a lot more difficult 
um, sometimes to really from an intel perspective. But I, what Justin and I can tell Texas fans is Texas has a legitimate shot. Oklahoma is very much in it because of Todd Bates. And Larry Johnson has Ohio State in a position where the Buckeye staff think we got a shot here. So we'll see what he does September 1st. And, um, and if you get a dominant McKinley, oh. who, do you, who else are you in a great position to get, Jerry? Hey, Darius, his little brother is big time. Ooh. He's been offered by all the same schools <laughs> that, that Dominic has. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, before we get to three 2025s, we're, we're going to start including two or three 2025s on these. Get Texas fans familiar uh, with this. Let's talk about our sponsor, Chase Yarborough of Goosehead Insurance. Thank you again to Goosehead Insurance for being the sponsor, the sole sponsor of the Recruiting Breakdown Weekly. Chase and his team, uh, there are hundreds of insurance providers out there to choose from, but Chase and his team have vetted the very best and continue to do so. Do so. They select only insurance companies that deserve your business for home, auto, life, flood, and umbrella policies with rates on the rise across Texas and continuing to be. Why not make one phone call and allow Chase to shop for you? Goosehead is the largest independent brokerage in the state of Texas. Contact Chase at chase.yarborough.goosehead.com or give him a ring, 325-261-7127. Again, that's Chase Yarborough of Goosehead Insurance. He is the sole sponsor of the Recruiting Breakdown Weekly. Thank you to Chase Yarborough. All right, three names, 2025. Jordan Davison, running back, modern day, go. Hey, Deshard Choice has prioritized the big-time tailback out of California, one of the best in the country. He's got – I think the, there's going to be two battles there, two two teams they're going to have to battle. Yeah. The in-state USC, which I yes. think has lost a little bit momentum oh, in yeah. this recruitment over the last six months that Texas has, I think, gained in Ohio State. They're very much – The Buckeyes are focused on this kid for good reason. They, they love his ability. And so I, 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 he's going to take his visits. He's going to he's going to have his fun. But this is Texas, you know, continuing to be in modern day to continue that pipeline. And listen, we all know when Deshard Choice prioritizes a tailback, he's usually following him. And so right now, I love where Texas is at. But this one's gonna this one's gonna take a while. Yeah, and I'll say this: I spoke with a source uh, close to a modern day program yesterday, and there's a belief around that program that Texas is the favorite right now. And that kind of lines up with what Justin just said. Ohio State's right there, and USC was also mentioned. So, again, same intel. That's all we work as teams here. Uh, Jordan Davison, you know, getting back on campus in, in, in July, I think, was big. Um, I think that was big. That was right before Modern Day started the season. So the last face, faces Jordan Davison have, has seen in this recruiting process were Tashard Choice and Steve Sarkeesian. Another thing for Texas – in this recruitment is they have Steve Sarkeesian's ties to modern day, Chris Jackson's ties to modern day, Tashard Choice. Um, he's also close to two or three players at Texas, obviously. No Spencer Shannon. Then you have guys that are being recruited in 2024, uh, Brandon Baker, the five-star, and DeAndre Carter, the four-star, who is in Auburn, looks like Auburn-Texas battle. We'll see if he makes that official visit to Texas September 30th. Uh, but there's some things working in the favor of uh, don't forget Marcus Harris and Marcus Harris favorite modern day. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, it, it, so there's a number of guys Texas is after at modern day in a 25 class as well. Uh, moving on, Justin Michael Fasusi, uh, offensive tackle out of Louisville. And first, I want to describe him as a prospect, and then we'll get into his recruitment. Fasusi is a hellacious athlete with really long arms. He may not be quite as wide in the base as Kelvin Banks, 
Um, but he is a an elite athlete on the offensive line with elite length. Uh, oftentimes we talk about, whether well, it's myself, Bobby Burton, when we're talking about some of this stuff, it's foot quickness, reactive quickness, body quickness, offensive tackle. He's got all three. So he's coming from a place of he can be a great tackle and pass protection. And he's yeah. going to continue to get stronger and fill out that frame in the run game, but his quickness just sets him apart at the high school level. Uh, Justin, I know you've spoken with uh, Fasusi recently. We see where the RPM is on Oklahoma. I'm not sure you and I agree with that. So why don't you get into his recruitment a little bit? Yeah, I, I, th I think those this RPM and this one's a little early, um, even though he does have a good relationship with Oklahoma. They were, they were kind of in the in the mix a little bit earlier, and I think that's why you see it kind of yeah. slanted that way. But this, this thing's going to swing back and forth. Um, thing you have to understand about Fasusi is he might be one of the he's definitely one of the best offensive linemen in the state for 2025. Uh, Texas identified him early. Kyle Flood was at Louisville in, in the spring and absolutely loved him. One of my good buddies coaches over there at, at Louisville, and he told me a, a year ago, he's like, Listen, you probably want to get to know this kid. This, this guy is going to be really, really good one day, and he's even better than that. Great kid, great family. Um, Absolutely loves Austin. He's been there twice already, and and they made an impression on him. They may, and his family, and his family for that matter. There's one school though that's not getting mentioned. You don't see it in that RPM that I think people need to pay attention to, and that's USC, Southern Cal. Those guys, I think I believe it's Coach Henson has made a big impression on Fasusi and his family, and so there's going to be a lot of schools in the mix. It's early on this one, Jared. Just know, Texas fans. Flood, this was an early eval that they nailed. They've built a great foundation for, the, for, for this recruitment. They've already started getting closer to this family. They've already gotten closer to the Louisville co coaches. Um, Fasusi is a special kid. Don't be shocked to see him on campus, potentially in September for a game in Austin. Really don't be surprised if you see him at the Red River Shootout in mid-October when uh, Texas and OU converge on the Cotton Bowl. Fasusi's going to enjoy the process. He's going to go through and take these visits. He's a really open, easygoing kid. So at this stage, he's enjoying the process. Now we've seen him get burned out at, at you know later on at, at, in this in this process, but right now he he is such a fun-loving kid. He is so grateful for the attention from all these schools. And like I said, he's approaching 25, 30 offers already, Jerry. He's going to have virtually every school in the country coming after him. Texas looks really good early, but. LSU is going to be a factor. USC is going to be a factor. Florida has been doing really well in this recruitment. You got to pay attention to them as well. So this is going to be one that uh, we we kind of hang on with uh with loosely. Yeah, and, and I want to say this on uh, Fasusi as well. Early on, I was told that, and I think this was smart by the teams recruiting against Texas. Um, maybe use okay the smaller college environment. But then when Fasusi went on that multi-day visit with his father um, this spring, I think that really changed it. I, I think to Justin's point, he really likes Austin now. I think early on uh, some schools thought maybe he was going to like the smaller town, college town environment. But I'm not sure that that's actually going to end up being the case. So that's what schools try early in this recruiting process. Uh, but now we'll, we'll see what happens. But I think both of us believe uh, Texas is in a pretty – Good spot here. And I, I want to mention this. Two other offensive linemen that I think Texas is in a good spot with early. Jackson Christian out of Port Natchez Groves. He was he's, was on campus twice this summer, back in late July. 
I think Texas is in a pretty good spot with him earlier than Tyler Thomas, the offensive tackle at Dickinson, um, who's been on campus twice. And that's been a tougher school for Texas to crack. I think they have a really good shot at this one right now. Um, third guy we want to talk about, Justin, I'm going to switch gears, but talk about Kobe Sellers a little bit, Shadow yeah. Creek, right? He's a corner. He was at uh, Fort Bend Christian as a sophomore, played with another really talented 2025 Max Granville and 2024 offensive tackle Bennett Warren. He's moved back to Shadow Creek uh, where he lives, went from private school to public school. Kobe Sellers was on campus twice this summer. Yeah. Texas really likes him at corner. Um, and now he went on a whirlwind of trips, visits that last weekend in July. But uh, Kobe Sellers, Justin, when looking at the corners in Texas, this is one we think Texas need, uh, Texas fans need to get to know because not only is he talented in coverage, but he's also good in the return game. This kid glides. This kid is effortless on his feet. He is light. He can turn. He can burn. Uh, and he's a gr great attitude. Great yes. young man. Outstanding kid. Like, that's the type of kid you build a program on. You, you bring these guys in, and those are called strong mental evaluations. That's what you call the buy-in culture type kids. The thing with Sellers is, one, the, the positive for Texas is they were early. Yes. I mean, they were real early. And like you said, he's already been on campus a couple times. We've all both talked to him, spoke to him a, a number of times. He's so easy to get to know. Uh, he, he, he's, he, he's one of those I'm slightly sliding into a must-get type category because I think – I can't wait to see what he does at Shadow Creek yeah. in his new in his new position. I, I think he's eager to kind of prove that as well. That being said, you said it a while ago. He went on a whirlwind tour in that late in late July, and Oklahoma made an impression on him. Yeah. Oh, you oh you got his attention. They're not going to be the only ones, right? No doubt. Kobe Sellers is in the next six to nine months will be considered a more than just a regional name. And Texas fans need to know, hey, they laid a great foundation. He's been on campus a, a few times. He, they've already connected with his mother. They've got a good little bond there. But Kobe's not going to be under the radar very much longer. And I know you say under the radar, 91.32 ranking, four-star. I'm telling you, mo most more people don't know about Kobe Sellers than they should because, like, like Jerry said, he just he came from a private school where he was a quarterback. But this kid is this kid could be special. I know Eric Nolene, one of our, our guys at Inside Texas, identified him early too, loved him. I think Texas is in a great spot, but I think the more the recruitment plays out, is more going to tell the story of where they are. And to Justin's point, he's going to play on an extremely talented team at Shadow Creek this year. Uh, LSU, oh, that defense. Former LSU commitment, a Nebraska linebacker commitment as a senior that Texas is going to evaluate now. Anthony uh, Williams, linebacker. Yeah, Anthony Williams. I mean, they have – Seven, eight, power five guys on that team. So what does that mean? Every college is going to be watching that. Amen. So anybody that isn't, to Justin's point, doesn't have the Georgia and Bama eyes on them yet, they're going to this season. Uh, so that'll be interesting to watch on Kobe Sellers. So, guys, uh, that is does it for this week's recruiting breakdown. Thank you again to Chase Yarborough of Goosehead Insurance. For Justin Wells, this is Jerry Hamilton. Hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll be back with a live stream tonight, I believe, and a coffee and football again tomorrow morning on the uh, on Texas Football YouTube. I'm not going to have to make appearance you in the morning, to. guys. You I, need I, to. I, I'm going to have to make an appearance. You got to do it tomorrow morning, Justin. So for Justin, this is Jerry, and we'll see you again very soon.